Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 54. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my witty, my rosy cousin, Jason the Peach. We have got a pretty damn good show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to check in with each other in the psychological check-in. We're going to scour the interwebs in the social media roundup. We're going to do a little starter backup and bench with the depth chart and stick around. Don't go anywhere, you scoundrels, you scallywags, you beautiful second cousins. Stick around for the large ending. But before any of that hijinks and hilarity, do want to give a shout out to all of our all-stars and second cousins on the Patreon, Magic Player History, Bulby the Dawn, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Glory and Damien, Connor and Yachty, and Peach, I think there's a former Patreon with you. I don't know if you can see if his payment plan is updated. We got to give a shout out to my uncle, Peach's dad, Bernie. <laughs> he can't even hear you because I got no. the earphones on, so that's the only way it's going out. But you're getting a shout out on the show right now, even though you're just sitting over there. He is taking some time away from watching the television so we can use the, the uh, internet <laughs> for the show. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle. A true champion. A true champion of the show. Um, I do want to quickly mention a little bit of, you know, show housekeeping that we're decided to take a little. Housekeeping? <laughs> a little. Uh, I fluff your pillow. I fluff your pillow. <laughs> I jerk right. you See, off. We can't, fluff, we, we can't fluff your pillows at the moment. <laughs> right, right. There, we, we don't have the energy and the bandwidth to be fluffing pillows right now on the Patreon. So we've paused the Patreon. We really appreciate everyone's support. We're in a holding formation. We're going to decide how we want to move forward with that. But basically, I'm a nervous wreck. And I feel like if I'm not doing a tip-top job, I get racked with anxiety, shame, guilt. So just for my own mental health, so I'm focusing on the classroom. Pisha's entering his busy season with the Dallas Stars dropping the puck. Uh, so we're just taking a step back for that. It's on pause. We'll let you know what's coming. But thank you, everyone who has participated in that. We have a nice little cash now. If we need some purchases, we can make them. And we really appreciate you helping to defray the cost of this show. It means the freaking world. So thank you. Thank you, patrons. Couldn't have said it better myself, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I never knew if it's like patrons or Patreons or second... Just call it our beloved I think second it's cousins. Patreons, but okay. yeah, we've been calling it second cousins. Just kind of avoid all that. <laughs> uh, thank you again, everyone. Um, all right, so let's get into some show piece before we get into the nitty gritty. I I don't get to to touch. I don't get to be with you as much as I used to, piece. So I really need to know how are you doing, sir, for the psychological check in. Well, uh, I've got this picture here of Greg. It looks like just oh, Greg Anthony me. and Scotty Pippen at an old game, correct? But uh, yeah. don't be fooled. Look at that little little guy in there. That's oh. that's a young Cole Anthony in there. And <laughs> I selected this picture because uh, this is Greg taking Cole to a game when he was young, and my dad is in town, and now we're going to games and stuff while we're here. So that that just continues like the whole time, right? Like it's, it starts out young. I was asking him last night. I was like, "What what sport do you think we've seen the most of?" Because, and honestly, we've kind of aren't sure. And that's an awesome problem to have. For you know, we're we're not rich, you know, and we, we don't live in a city with teams. I didn't grow up near anything, so the fact that we're not really sure whether it's baseball or or basketball or 
We know it's not football because I think we've only been to two football games, but together, but no three, but still it's, it's a, it's a cool problem to have. And you know, my love of sports comes from pop. So that that's kind of the vibe I'm getting as he pulled in uh, to town last night. So uh, that's where I'm at. That's how I'm feeling for the culture. I'm feeling good because he's in town. We're going to go do some touristy shit that I haven't been doing. Yeah. See some stuff. Went to Six Flags last night. And... Hell yeah. Good times. Good times, <laughs> man. How are you doing for the psychological chicken? I will tell you in a minute, but I do need, I do want to touch on the familial bond here because we are not in Orlando, as many of you loyal second cousins out there know. I'm currently in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Peach was here for a minute with us. He hails from Vermont. He's now in Dallas. You might be wondering why the hell do these two guys love the Orlando Magic like they do? And it's because of family. It's because of your dad who brought me to games along with Uncle Donnie, I think, when I was visiting down in Florida. We have, you know, grandparents who retired down there. So since we were that that size of, of the Cole Anthony in that photo, we've been it's been a family affair. And so this show is continuing that tradition. It this show is a family affair. It's court cousins for mm -hmm. a reason. We get to connect. We're going back to the roots of the show, for me at least, and just getting to spend time with you now that we're distant. Sure. And so, you know, getting yeah. to spend time with you through sport, that's just how so many families, and especially men, I think we come together. So it's a beautiful thing, this game of basketball. For sure, man. You you meet a guy you've never talked to before, and all yeah. of a sudden you just be like, hey, Rangers are headed to the ALCS. Boom. Yeah. 25 minutes later, then you part ways. Somebody be like, who was that guy who talked to you? I don't know. <laughs> good guy though good guy though <laughs> good guy though yeah <laughs> might right. be the reason the amber alert goes off on my phone but he was oh. cool when we talked <laughs> you don't <All> right. know <laughs> <laughs> but in that moment you're bonded through the love of sport okay moving right along i'll go into my psychological check-in you can see here uh, Cole is stepping out of a nice-looking luxury vehicle. That, in fact, is not me. But you can see that his foot is bandaged there, Peach. I don't know if you caught that little detail there. And and that is me right now. I'm hobbling along. For the first time in my life, I had that you know minor surgery to take out a ingrown toenail. And it is brutal. Um, so I'm just kind of like hobbling along right now. It's been tough corralling the kids, hobbling to and from work, but I'm on the mend. I'm feeling a little bit better. The toenail is out. It will not uh, hurt me in the future. And, and so I'm ready to now move into the, the season like our team, extremely healthy. We're going to talk about that in a second. Well, I'm glad you're getting your foot issues under, under wraps there. That, that's excellent, man. I'm, at first, I thought that was a legit. Now I can see this was some Canva work from you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You thought that <laughs> was, that a was new some style? sort of new shoe that, yeah, that was some shoe, new shoe. I was like, he was like, ah, hey, Jonathan Isaac, check it out. I got this shoe. But now, now it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but I'm glad you got your foot problem. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they're brutal, that's man. That's great news. Yeah, it feels much better to have it out. Now I won't have to deal with that ever again. But yeah, I just kind of, uh, I alluded to it. So let's go right into the social media roundup. This is the segment where we scour the interwebs looking for your interesting, intriguing, or just downright funny posts about our beloved Orlando magic. And I guess I will go in order. We'll save the health stuff for just a moment. But just a small bit of news. Peach, we haven't touched on this, but the magic did pick up the Bancaro, Wagner, and Suggs team options that is posted by Orlando Magic HQ through Jason Beatty, the Orlando Sentinel reporter who people love to continuously throw shade at, but he's doing a, a, a good enough job for me. So 
I mean, this is obvious, <laughs> right? We we knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. In other news, water yeah. still wet. <laughs> like, I mean, this was really not a shocker at all. I read this and was almost angry. Like, don't tell me this is news. <laughs> yeah, I only want news if, you know, the extensions, those are going to be news. But this is what you would expect. It ran flush. Not not to say that it doesn't happen that teams don't pick up options. Um, you know, it does happen, but not with these guys. I mean, these are pillars especially Franz and Paulo and Jalen after last night looked like it but we'll talk a little bit more about that in the depth chart stuff coming up later um Peace you wanted to include this one here bad boys parental advisory well God put together and I know you love throwing together an album cover it's time for the it. bad boys yeah. reboot what, what do you think of this one Peace it's it's right there man I mean that's that's what you want in an album cover just two bad boys ready to to remix any song that comes down the pipe right like black street whatever it is they're gonna they're gonna find it and they're gonna re, they're gonna hit it hard and uh yeah i wouldn't want to mess with those guys no lyrically or in a dark alley or on a basketball court so hopefully everybody starts to feel the same way those for coats the, are slick yeah i don't know the, which one i like more to be honest for those of you listening right now we've got paulo and cole and some really slick custom leather jacket joints it's one of the one that cole is wearing looks pretty similar to the one ryan anderson was wearing with with the, yeah, but it doesn't have the satin. patches it's nice man it and leather? then i don't or know leather, it, leather. it looks nice it looks really nice and then paulo's more in like a it looks a little bit more like a racer jacket um giving me kind of yeah. nascar vibes a little bit with the city outline on it and the pinstripes from the jerseys i think if i probably i don't know it's it's the coal is cleaner and easier just to rock anywhere, but that Apollo one is more unique. These things cost an arm and a leg, though. People were talking about the one that Ryan Anderson had on that uh, in the interviews that he was doing with the reveal of the new jersey. I think that was close to $500 for one freaking jacket. $500, fish. I mean, yeah, the one Apollo was wearing is way more slick, and I'd probably buy it, but I wouldn't be able to pull it off. You're right about the other one. The one Cole's wearing, yeah. that's my speed. I, I can right. hang there. So <laughs> I think I'd know my role, and if I had the choice, I'd go with the Cole one. But in my heart, I love the look of the other one. But someone else can buy it and stand near me and wear it, and then it's better. Sort of like when I find a good hat sometime, I'm like, oh, it's on my head. I don't get to see it. I want to buy <laughs> other people hats. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Court Cousins Night, March 21st. You can buy me a hat. I'll wear it next to you all night. Just for we you, but cover up the lettuce. That's <laughs> yeah, the... no, I've got a shit ton of hats. I don't even wear them anymore because this flow is just so majestic nowadays. Just can't. Gotta let it. Let it. Gotta let it go. Um, what's That's the most expensive? What's the most expensive piece of clothing you've ever bought? Do you have anything in mind? Oh man, that's a good question. It's probably my suit. Okay. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Like I went to Brooks Brothers and just got a suit. Yeah. It's tough for a big crazy. guy, tough for a tall guy like yourself to find a nice suit. So you got a lot of fabric there, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had we... to put a little extra around the groin. I'm like, Can you give me a little room in there. I'm growing into it. I'm growing into it. Mommy said I'm growing. Yeah, I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna be going to dance in a ballroom, and I'd like some. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I alluded to it earlier on. That I am on the mend, and in fact, our team has been on the mend, it feels like, Peach, forever. But finally, coming into a training camp, everyone is 
healthy. And another one here from Orlando Magic H2Q doing a great job of breaking news with these awesome visuals and graphics. We see Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. Everyone on the Orlando Magic is healthy entering training camp. I mean, it, it it's really it's a great feeling to see Jamal Mosley have at his disposal the entire retinue of talent that we have on this squad that we've been kind of chomping at the bit for years now. And that's not an exaggeration of, oh, man, when X guy comes back, when Markel Fultz comes back, it's going to be great. Oh, if we could just get J.I. into the lineup, it would be really good. Oh, man, Cole, Cole and Jalen, they're, they're nicked up. But when they come back, uh, and now it's no more ifs. No more what-ifs, no more speculation, no more hypotheticals, Peach. Everyone is ready to go, and I think we're about to, to take the league by storm and hit fast and hit early because we have continuity, whereas a lot of teams, you know, that's one of the, one of the big things about the offseason. There's a lot of talk about, hey, let's go get this guy, and that's what fans do. That's what we do, right? We got to spend the offseason some way, but Jeff Weltman – decided, no, 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 Anthony Parker, no, no, no. We're just going to get one little piece. We'll get Joe Ingles here, you know, nothing, but we're keeping everything together. And I think that really pays off in the beginning of the season. At least it should. So I'm expecting us to hit the ground running, Peach. How are you feeling first healthy offseason going into training camp since I can remember? Yeah, I first want to touch upon the point that you just made, which I thought was a great one. Um, and, well, thank you. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those deals where I can you just reiterate it again? Because for whatever reason, it are you talking about right the out. off season <laughs> when I said, you know, holding Pat and the content importance of continuity? Yes, absolutely. Yes, there's way too much of this in all sports, really, where it's like they bring in a couple of players and then they don't win and then they go, well, that didn't work. Let's get some other players in here. And it's like, Yo, it's a team sport. So mm -hmm. let's get a little camaraderie going. And in basketball, you know, is one of the, you know, baseball, you may not need that camaraderie between all the players, but you definitely need it in basketball because you're all right. passing the ball with each other. It's just, you need it. And we have it. And that's something that a lot of teams don't have. And people get, they get panicky, right? Like, Maybe that'll be us four or five years down the road if we don't see something going on. But teams tend to get panicky after one or two seasons, and you never get to see guys grow together, right? Like some mm -hmm. some dudes just roll into town. They're there a year. They move on, and you're sort of like, well, let's see if they can put it together. Sometimes it takes you a year or a full offseason together to, like, really grow and get there. And we have got to have probably the most con continuous roster of any NBA team, I would imagine like there's has not been a lot of radical changes yeah. from last year. So that, yeah. that, I think that is an unsung thing that people won't talk about. It's not sexy, but yeah, it, it it's going to pay off. I think uh, as far as the health goes, I think I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second, just in yeah. saying, I think okay. while everyone on the Orlando magic team is healthy entering training camp, mm -hmm. I think the fans are not quite healthy yet. <laughs> we What's are still, we're still a little damaged by that time frame, right? Yeah. We need to see these guys be out there for like 25 consecutive games yes. before we can rest easy, correct? Yes. You still cringe when you see J.I. make a move through the lane. I did. Like, we still all want every time Fultz goes up for a dunk, I'm like, oh, come down and fine. You know, we, we all need to 
to be healthy as well mentally and we're not yes. there yet right it's part of the reason i'm rejecting j.i right now not not ready for him to come back yet i'm still stuck <laughs> on him leaving me for cigarettes last year and i'm just not ready yet so we have to build all that back and it's gonna happen as soon as games start being played so we're we're all gonna get there too but i'm glad the players are there first so that we can finally start to kind of put some of that stuff behind us injuries are going to always be a part of every sport or every game but they rocked our world for a little while and really kind of put a pause on everything but i think it helped us build that continuity you're talking about so i think it's going to end up being a good thing if you have not seen the extended metaphor that peace uses to to weave a tale of his long lost father coming and returning um, as a way of speaking about his heartbreak and excitement of Jonathan Isaac's return and then loss. Uh, I think you need to go back, check out the shorts. I clipped it up. It's freaking hilarious. It's gold peach. Way to go on that one. I feel like I stand by it. <laughs> I'll always stand by it. No, it was one of the best pieces of content we put out. I think I will stand by that. <laughs> Now okay. I'm wow. I'm curious. We we just we may have already dipped the toe into this conversation, um, but I'm curious about how you're feeling on this one, Peach. Um, I have I have this slide labeled as Broncos dumpster fire. Um, did you would you like to in, in introduce this post from the score? Yeah. So what we've got here is a picture of Sean Payton standing next to Russell Wilson. Yeah. So the the. <laughs> Dumpster fire is appropriate here already. And as you can see, it says uh, what the Broncos spent to get Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. This would be three, count them, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, one fifth-round pick, five years, $245 million for Russell Wilson. Oof. Uh, gross overpay by any site. And five years, $85 million for Sean Payton. For a coach. Come on. And you're a Broncos or, fan. Uh, I mean, I am just putting this up as a nice reminder before the season to know that the Orlando Magic are not run this way, right? right. They're building a team from the top down, good staff, good people. We're not doing this stuff anymore. And this franchise used to do kind of dumb stuff like this. At times. We don't now. And so okay. this is a great thing. Enjoy it. You don't want to be one of these dumpster fires. And we aren't, right? There, we, we don't even have a, a dumpster there. we got a small garbage can where you step on it and you can put the garbage inside it and then it covers it. Very nice, very slick. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like Jamal Mosley said, uh, in, the, in the inside the training camp, he used this really nice metaphor of, the details of honing in on the details. He left a, a, like a Jersey out in the middle of the locker room and all the guys came back in and he came in and he said, whose is this? And everyone was like, I don't know. And he said, no, I know it's mine, but nobody picked it up. Why did nobody, if we're saying that we're going to hold each other accountable and we're all about the details and it starts with making sure our locker room looks right. And it's a place conducive to work. Why did nobody pick it up? Where's the leadership? And he started by calling them out. So we know, the trash can is neat, all right? The jersey bin, everything is in there. It's in its place. And as you said, from the top down, we've got to give some props to Weltman, John Hammond, now Anthony Parker, for being patient um, because we have had some dumpster fires. I think every, myself included, I'm still – you mentioned it. I'm still traumatized from Rob Hennigan trading for Serge Ibaka and trading a would-be Demonis Sabonis and a Victor Oladipo who then later became an all-star and Demonis Sabonis has become an all-star. I mean, those guys have their flaws, and 
Victor hasn't had health, but that team, that Magic team would have been way better by keeping Victor Oladipo and having Demonis Sabonis. And instead, we endured some really tough years that, as you said, we're still coming out of. I'm still not ready to to pinch myself and wake up. But, um, yeah, I, I'm glad that we stayed the course this summer. We saw, you know, some crazy packages a couple years ago for Rudy Gobert. I think that has really hampered the Wolves, even though they're still a very good team. Um, the Damian Lillard package maybe wasn't as crazy as people thought, but that's a result of the new CBA. We're not going to see these huge amounts of draft picks for these high-end contracts because that encumbers the team. No one wants to trade for a $60 million contract because you you get really hurt in the second apron of the salary cap. So I love that we stayed pat. The guys have continuity. They really seem to love each other, and we're going into this season healthy with good camaraderie and i i'm just i'm just knocking on every piece of wood that i can praying to any deity that will listen and let's get a good start to the season agreed um we're going to talk about the start of the preseason uh, a little bit later but first um peace you wanted to bring in our cross state rival for a bit and just maybe throw a little bit of uh, a little bit of shade perhaps i don't know it's a little warm. Uh, it doesn't have to be shade. It, it depends on what be. you're into. Okay. I don't know how you guys get down out there necessarily. It's up to you. Uh, it's it's uh, it's two posts. It's this one from the score saying, describe these jerseys using one emoji. Okay. It's, heat, it's a heat culture jersey, which I had to look up because I thought this was a fake. I was like, why would this be a thing? This is ridiculous, I, I think. And then, of course, the picture of Jimmy Butler at the media day where he has his hair down. Yeah, uh, gi- giving everyone the Fallout Boy vibes, yes. very emo. Yes. Um, and my question to you is, wh- which one of these, which one of these do you do you dislike more? When, like, is there? Yeah, I mean, it's that's easy. That's easy. The the jerseys, Heat culture. I mean, they have like yeah. their classic Heat logo and then culture. And I guess that's become kind of a mantra over the a little while. But really, that's just. I, I don't think it's necessarily you don't have a monopoly on culture all right Miami Heat like it's not you you think you have a thing but we Orlando Magic we have a culture too I think the jerseys are bland so I I'm not I don't want to buy a jersey that says heat culture on it I don't want to buy a hurt heat jersey period but I don't think I'd buy a magic culture jersey either um Jimmy Butler is also amazing you know uh you know what what's short for culture cult (laughs) <laughs> so you know maybe don't put that on the front of your jersey it's not a good look uh and it's a weird one to make because it's not like they're you know the 1980s celtics or something like that winning a championship every other year like you had a couple of runs but settle down heat culture uh, right. plus the, the jimmy butler emos i think it's funny <laughs> i think it's fun that he showed up with a different look just to mess with people and he made people talk about the heat when people shouldn't be talking about the heat because all they did was get right. worse in off season yeah and they picked up no one no, yeah, I and he's don't. Like, hey, and he's like, hey, notice me. Sorry, I'll be over here in the corner listening to Fallout Boy. He's an amazing tr- – I just, I love Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry. I know that, yeah. like, as Magic fans, we're, we have to hate the Heat, and I do. I want them to lose for sure, especially any time we play them. But um, I love Jimmy Butler, man. He is a, just a G. He has done nothing but prove people wrong in this league, mm-hmm. and he loves to just – 
come and have fun with the the media days and he doesn't take himself too seriously and i, I think if there's anyone that could represent you know the ethos of of this show we try not to take ourselves too seriously it's it's a guy like jimmy butler and i, I respect that i don't know if he's yeah. i don't know if he really likes fallout boy and emo stuff but i think it's freaking hilarious yeah, I mean, like I've said before, Jimmy Butler was on Marquette when I worked in Milwaukee, oh, so yeah. I've liked him since then. I just wish he'd end up on another team. I want to root for him, but right. he's always on some team like the Sixers or the Heat that's like interfering with our Eastern Conference teams, and I'm like, go away. <laughs> but he's nice. All right. Sorry. This last one I have in here, I hope yeah. you have it in here. I, I do. Is it the Las Vegas Knights one? It is. All right. Tell right. Explain so, this to me. I'm confused. I didn't know exactly what's going on here, yeah, you won't be, but this is why it's good when we don't do show prep, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just it just comes at you. So uh, there's a post here from uh, Bleacher Report Open Ice, which is kind of their mm-hmm. hockey version. I know you probably okay. all so it know has four followers. But... Okay. <laughs> Come on now. All right. Four followers <laughs> per province, so there's yeah. still plenty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, there's a post here of the Knights when they won the Stanley Cup last year and uh, a quote that says, if anything should happen to the cup, you have to bring it to my grave. So this is fan here and it's way too small for me to read this man's name. If you can see it, go ahead and say that name there. Michael Bernal Bronowitz. Okay. Now listen here. The Golden Knights are a new team, right? They've only been, that was their sixth season and they won uh, won a championship. So I can't imagine he was like, a fan for years like a lot of us have toiled and said but i'm using this as an example here because they actually brought the if you could slide that one over you'd see they brought the stanley cup to this man's grave and wow. got some pictures and i just love that they did that and i just want you to know wow when okay. they were if some if something happened to you okay. before the orlando magic win that championship i'm getting it brought to your grave buddy <laughs> See, this is or I'll I sprinkle you. you over the trophy something because I, I know that that moment is important to fans and I know you've waited way longer than this cat and he got the world's most famous trophy at his gravesite so we can get the NBA championship to wherever you are so we'll, we'll get it there wow well rest in peace Michael I'm sure uh, he was in the universe appreciative of that gesture and that is something sure. that just shows the immense love that fans have for teams. And that's why it's so touching to me when teams go that extra mile to show the love for the fans, because, you know, I, on the flip side of that, there's nothing that pisses me off more when uh, a player who can, can, will get accusatory of fans or start coming at fans for any X, Y, Z emotion that they're feeling. And it's like, man, first of all, you know what you signed up for. And, too, people mm-hmm. live and breathe with this stuff. This is sometimes people, and sometimes for me, depending on the day, it's a respite from whatever's going on. So the fact that they would do this really shows the character of that organization. Man, six years and they got a chip already? Damn, that's nice. I know. And I got to give them their flowers, even though they knocked out my stars last year and their arrival. Yeah. If you guys get a chance to, Go ahead and watch their banner unveiling that they did last night before their first game. What an event it was. I won't say anything to spoil it. It's honestly worth a watch. It's it's the best banner raising I've ever seen. Oh. Usually it's check just that a modest usually it's just a modest little thing, but no, they yeah. Vegas the hell out of it. <laughs> hell yeah. And it was borderline tacky, but it was like, nope, nope. It's awesome. It stayed right under. <laughs> it, I, 
check it out. Check it out. It'll make you want your team to win a title so you can try to one-up it for sure. It's very good. Okay, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. I know we're back to Magic Talk now, okay? And we've got the one, the only, Welt God coming in here for um, – he was, you know, he's searching last night, trying to find that preseason game, searching stream Magic games for free, and then someone's father is messaging them, why is the FBI here? And, you know, Welt God is just bemoaning the fact that we have one of the most exciting teams we've had since Dwight took us to the finals – and I guess if you were in the Florida area, Bally Sports Florida was not broadcasting this game. So I'm sure thousands and thousands of people were vigorously searching for where the hell can I stream this game? Where can I pirate it? Everyone's ready to be a pirate, a swashbuckler when they're trying to watch the Orlando Magic. Peach, I know you didn't watch the game, but it is available on NBA uh, League Pass, which is shit, okay. as we know. <laughs> you can't Fair watch enough. the whole yes, thing. Nice. And I see, and I see Mo, Mo Fangazo uh, replied in this in this uh, this tweet about this, laughing, and he he actually was like amazed that I wasn't going to watch the preseason game, and I was like, well, I don't always make it a habit of watching preseason games, but you know, if I've got other things to go do, tickets to events or whatever, I, I'm going to do that. Those Six Flag tag tickets were free for one night only. I, I, what are you going to do? I I can't, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I'm dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. All right, if there's anyone else out there. That wants to do this podcast that's related to me that I don't know, uh, maybe a distant cousin that we can just get him the hell out of here. We'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I just I just need somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'll be ready to go when the season starts. But once yeah. the games start counting, then I'll actually yeah. the first. Uh, it seems like a lot of the guys played in this. Yes. And in the later versions of the preseason games, a lot of the starters don't. So like, right. if you're going to watch one, it should be like the one first one or two, because by game three and four, you got guys that aren't going to make the roster playing. So. That'll be yeah. some Mac McClung minutes. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. Well, I will talk a little bit about the preseason game as we get to our depth chart stuff a little later on. But um, one more or two more here in the social media roundup. Peach, this one is, again, from Welt God. He was reposting the GM survey that was recently done. And that 25 NBA executives were polled and they said their top candidates for the 23-24 season. And Franz Wagner, Orlando Magic, with 34.4% at number one. Number two is Cade Cunningham with 32.8%, so not far behind. Then it's a 10% drop-off to Jalen Green at 22.4%. Mikhail Bridges, Evan Mobley, Shaden Sharp, and there at number seven, Jabari Smith Jr., 9.6%. And I guess, like, mm -hmm. yeah, Jabari Smith Jr., because you can't play much crappier than your rookie season, although he did start to come along towards the end. When I saw him at Summer League, man, he was balling. And it's just Summer League, but he's going to be a good player. So I understand why he's on that list. Franz Wagner, he has improved, Peach, in every statistical category except rebounds, free throw percentage, and turnovers. Now, the rationale for that is – we drafted Paulo Bancaro, who is a really good rebounder. And it's not like Franz has went down very much. Um, his free throw percentage is went down like 2%, and he's taking more of them. Um, and his turnovers, I think, were just a result at the beginning of the year when we were running point Franz, which really wasn't supposed to be happening, and he was fumbling the ball a few times. Um, but I think that you know Franz can be – 
a 50, 40, 90 type of guy at some point soon. Um, not maybe this year as his volume will probably continue to increase, but I don't know. It's, it's fringe all-star year potentially for Franz Wagner after leading his national team to a world championship. Um, Cade Cunningham, another guy on this list. Again, he was injured. He's coming back. Mikhail Bridges mm -hmm. being on here. Like I thought he already broke out. I thought when he got traded from the Suns, it was clear that he had broken out. Um, what do you think about Franz? And is there anyone else on the list that you agree with that you're looking on? Or are there any snubs from this list? Well, first of all, let's touch upon the point that obviously when you've got a 50-40-90 line, which of course, for those who don't know, is home runs, stolen bases, and RBIs, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I honestly don't know what that means, but it's the numbers sound nice. No, cool. 50% from the field. Um, 40% okay. from three and 90% from the, uh, from the line. It's an efficiency, uh, mm. metric. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. Now everybody knows. Now, yeah. you know, and now yeah. it's half the battle. Uh, what's nice about this list for me, I didn't really dialect. I didn't really dissect who else was on it. Cause I saw who I wanted to see at number one. Yes. And I think this is one of those moments we've talked about it a lot on the show where like, uh, people are sleeping on us. We're underrated. Normally we would put up a post like this because Franz isn't on it or yes. he'd be ranked eighth and we'd be like, not going to say a lot much more about this post or anybody below him because there he is at number one. But this <laughs> is where we're starting to turn the tide where now people notice, right? Yes. We're on that radar a lot more than we were before. And it's getting a little more legit when you see stats like this, because those, those are all players that are very capable of breaking out. And they're saying of all the players that are, that could be become an all-star potential. They looked at what this man just did on the world stage and said, Look at this man. Look at that coat he's wearing. Look at that gaze. Are you going to mess with this guy? You better not. And look, I live in Texas, so I know not to mess with things. I don't want to mess with that guy. He's coming. <laughs> he truly is. I will throw a little shade. I will look at the list. I don't see hmm. I d Scott. No, no Scotty Barnes. Huh. That's weird. If you're, if you're going to throw shade, it better be Dun Sharp. <laughs> Shane and Sharp. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good one, especially now that Damian Lillard is gone. That makes a lot of sense. He was kind of in the background last year. Could definitely see a jump. But, I mean, Franz Wagner, I, I'm thinking Jalen Suggs is a guy that could, could have a breakout year. I don't know how they're defining breakout. That's the thing. But Franz Wagner, we're, we're ready for it. We're ready for it. To me, a breakout kid. is like where a guy Zabonda. jumps onto the casuals page right like where yeah. everybody who follows basketball knows oh they've got that team has this guy you know right mm -hmm. and that, that's why i think Cade cunningham's good on this list obviously because i think he's kind of becoming the face of the pistons so you think you think we can have an all-star this year you think franz wagner could be an all-star you think paulo bancaro could be an all-star and talking about breakouts easily yes easily yes 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 all right, now we're going into a depth chart version of starter, backup, and bench. We're going to be providing each other some options, and then we're going to have to say which we like the best, the starter, the backup, and the middle, and the bench, who we're leaving out. But in this case, it's going to be pretty damn literal. Like, starter, who do you think is most deserving of minutes, and then on backup and bench. So I've divided these up, Peach, into bigs, like centers, our wing slash forwards, and then I have the two guard positions, shooting guard and point guard, all uh, 
categorize there. So do you have a place that you'd like to start or can we start with the bigs? Is that all right with you? Yes, that's all right. I was bumped by the Anthony Black, which is not part of this, I guess. No, well, I'm yeah. going to bring that up in just a moment when we talk about point guards. Right. So I, right, I will right. mention that. I'll, that'll come back. All right, so... Let's start with big man shit. Yeah, let's go, baby. Hashtag big man shit. Let's go right to it. So I have on this list, starter, backup, and bench piece, how you rank in these guys in terms of playing time, Wendell Carter Jr., Gogo Bitatze, Moritz Wagner, and Jonathan Isaac, who I also included in there. And yes, people, don't jump down my throats. He could be in the forwards. He, I, I'm putting him in the bigs. Yeah, I was noticing the way you broke some of these up, but hey, yeah. we're here for hypotheticals, right? Right, right, you right. Lo- you guys all love those, so here we are. <laughs> um, now, is this? Am I looking? This is my starter backup bench, or this yeah. is who I think they're gonna go with? No, I want yours. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it's it's Wendell as starter. Okay. It's Moritz as the backup. I'm going with wow. Goga on the bench. And then Ji is left out. Like he should be. <laughs> Okay. But I know he's gonna get. I know he's gonna get minutes, which could be good because then you know maybe he shows some sort of value and we can move him. Ultimately, I just don't want him on the team. <laughs> it was really weird for me to see all the like media day stuff and to see him actually participating and being a part of the team. And it's like you've been here the whole time, bro. Where were you? You could have done this fun shit. You could have done the speaking challenge stuff and appeared on the screen and felt like to the fans. Like you're more part of the team. The guys obviously see him all the time. He's around, he's sitting on the bench, he's at practice probably. But like as fans, we just kind of forgot about this guy. He just disappears. He goes away, like engage, be a part of things so that we can kind of be like, yeah, that guy, come on. Now he's playing instead of like, oh, that guy, he's playing. So not, not on my team. Yeah, I, I, I see. I mean, I don't, I don't come at it from that perspective. My perspective with J.I. and, why I maybe have him at the end of my list is because, like you said earlier in the show, I just can't believe it yet. I can't bring myself to believe it because, like you said in your extended metaphor, you know he's just come home. He he's he's the estranged father. He's just come home. He's he's showing me some really nice. He's getting me presents, all those things that mom won't get me. You know he's bringing me around, showing me cool places. We're doing we're doing bro stuff. You know we're doing guy stuff together it's feeling good but i just know hey, it sounds pretty good is no it, is it it's not good it sounds awesome it is awesome it is awesome okay. except that i know that you know when he he sees meets another lady he's gonna be out of town again you know he's gonna be on the next train out of here to 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 chase the something else he's a rambling man he's got to ramble on exactly exactly and in J.I.'s case, it's his knees breaking. But in the extended – you get it. It's a metaphor, everyone. My <laughs> starter backup and bench is Wendell Carter Jr. Obviously is our center. He was absolutely balling in the preseason opener, Peach. He had 18-5 and an assist. He went 4-5 from beyond the arc, hitting from the corner a few times, which is – different for him because we know Wendell Carter Jr. loves that top of the key straight on three as he's trailing mm-hmm. yeah he was he was moving around the court piece he was doing all types of shooting yes uh, he's not gonna shoot Yo, my my bad I thought we played no. the Pelicans did we play the Bulls <laughs> <laughs> we all know that WCJ loves to go off against the Bulls always bet the over whenever we play the Bulls 
by the way, people, for WCJ. Um, mm -hmm. And in some of these videos from training camp, I, I'm watching, I'm like, ooh, Paulo with the crossover into the lane and the dunk. That was silky. I'm like, oh, shit. No, that's Wendell Carter Jr. Like, I, th I think that he's kind of stepping in and saying, like, hey, I'm one of those 6'10 athletic dudes, too. I can handle a little bit. I can do a little bit of everything, just like sure. my brothers over here to the left and the right of me. So mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited for this. This could be another guy in that GM poll for a breakout year. WCJ firmly in the starter role. I'm going Goga as my backup all right we need to board i saw definitely some lapses last night peach in that preseason game we were struggling at times to get defensive rebounds um and just looking at per 36 numbers between goga and moritz you chose moritz as your backup i have goga um goga gave us per 36 so we're comparing apples to apples 14 points 12 and a half boards moritz gave us 19 and a half points eight and a half boards. And for me from the center position, I mean, what do you want? Do you want from your center position, you want five and a half more points or do you want four more boards? And I want the boards from my center, not the scoring. J.I. is the wild card. He's not on my, he's on the bench right now. He's, he's deep bench right now just because my heart isn't ready. I'm surprised by that. My heart isn't ready. I'm surprised ready. by that. I thought, I thought you'd see through that and see the overall and realize that it, he's a better player. He deserves to be probably second on this list if you're Absolutely. rating it purely on what their talent level should be. But we're mostly kind of moving him back just because we don't want to get hurt, <laughs> which is, which is again, part of the health we talked about at the beginning of the show where the mental health needs to come around so that we can accept him trying to be back with the family and not leaving for cigarettes. He's at the Nicorette patch now. He doesn't need to go out. That's what I'm trying to tell myself. Yeah. He that, doesn't need to go out. That, right. But we need to see it with our <laughs> eyes. I mean, I, I don't have his stat line up in front of me, but it was something crazy, man. I mean, the production was bonkers. I think he only got one run. No, he got maybe got two runs, but blocks. He was all over. He had multiple blocks. He he was shooting the ball. He got to the line. Again, when he got to the line, he came down and kind of hit the floor you know, aggressively, and I thought, oh, shit, his fucking knee is gone again. But he was just pumped up. But I thought it was, you know, again, because I've been right. hit before. You know, it's going to be a while. It may be a whole season, maybe a whole yeah. season before it goes <laughs> away a little bit. So well, I like that you decided to compare apples to apples with uh, Goga and Moritz. But might I remind you that the Granny Smith apple is nowhere near the Macintosh or the Honeycrisp. They're all quite different. So that yeah. phrase apples to apples. Let's come on. <laughs> I, I know that better than many. So some of you might jump on me and say, well, J.I. is not going to be a center. He's going to be more of a, a forward. All right. So here's the wings slash forwards group mm -hmm. here we've got paulo franz chuma ingles and i put caleb houston in here because he will play the three for us so peach you want you want to hit this one first or you want me to go first on this one i'll go first i don't okay. think this is going to be shocking at all it's, okay. it's got to be it's got to be paulo franz and ingles for me i just feel like Ingles is going to get the minutes. I feel like that's the reason we picked him up is to kind of be that veteran dude. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Chuma experiment is just felt like it was over to me. Yeah. And I was kind of amazed he's still on the roster, but I feel like yeah. kind of almost the same about Caleb in a way. I think he's on the team as an affordable dude at this point, but yeah, not sure. I see long-term stuff for either one of them. So I think they're, they're both not making the rotation. I think is, is my thought. 
Oh, if you had to put similar? one of them, uh, who would you put above the other, Caleb or Chuma? If you had to rank them. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd go with I think I think I'd go with Chuma. Honestly, Chuma is at least a very solid defender. Okay. And if I've got a guy that is looking to get minutes, it's always through that guy's defense. Okay. He's not known for scoring, and he's never gonna be. Caleb's probably more known for his scoring, mm-hmm. but. For me, if I've got a guy that's scrapping and thinks he's going to get minutes, it's probably going to be because of the defensive stuff. So I go Chuma. And you would put Paulo as your starter and Franz as your backup. I mean, in this scenario, yeah, we're, I, we're not starting is, two forwards, yeah. which is duh, which is <laughs> not a thing. No, but we're just yeah, ranking them. Scenario, we're just ranking. Yeah, them. in in this in this scenario, I I guess I I personally like Franz more, but mm. so then why I did you put him start, first? Because if I can only start one and I want the best player out there right now, I want Apollo. That wow. could change by season's end, but you're this is this is asking somebody to tell you who their favorite kid is. Right. And they have twins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. So I mean, what are we talking about? It's one one A here. So twins, Basil. Twins. If you're, twins. Twisting, if you're twisting my arm, yeah. that's 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 one. No, I agree, man. It is it is like choosing between kids. It's tough because Paulo is like a he's a force of nature, but so is Franz. You know, maybe they're lightning or thunder and lightning. You know, they're just right there with each other. I would say if I'm going to continue with nature metaphors, I'll go with you know, Franz is like water, right? He he kind of he moves, he weaves, he kind of he's he he's a little bit more ballet with it, and and Paulo is more like a like a rock slide. Like brute force coming at you, and it's tough to if I had to choose between two of those guys. I'm gonna put Franz as my starter. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put Franz as a starter just for the efficiency, and I think that he plays within the flow of the game a little bit more easily than Paulo. And Paulo's still got to get that three-point shot coming around a little bit more. But, man, Paulo gets to the line. It is so good that we have both these guys on our team. Is it stuff that is was, coming to that was legit. That was legit magic because it wasn't me putting him in. No, there, I so. saw your hands there. So, it yeah. It just floated over. Stuff yeah. is there. Okay. that's And then so <laughs> after that, it's going to be Ingles on the bench. I'm, ex- I'm interested to see what he brings. He, he did not play at all in the first preseason game. I'll be interested to see if he plays in the next. We've seen some clips of him – at in training camp, doing some things off the dribble, making some nice passes. I think he's going to get more minutes than I expect. And yeah, the Chuma experiment is over. I think I'd actually put Caleb over Chuma just because Chuma's had time to to see what he That's could true. do, and he kind of fumbled the bag. And Caleb, you know, while as not an elite, uh, not the elite defender that Chuma has shown to be at times. He he's a good defender. He has a, he has length, and you know we need that shooting. You see, every time Caleb goes down to the G League, he freaking lights it up. He's got like thirty points, so he can fill it up. I think it's just that confidence coming around, and we'll see. I'll be interested to see what happens with Caleb this year. Now with Jet Howard and Anthony Black, and so without further ado, let's get into shooting guards. Because that's where we see Jet Howard along with along with Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, and Kevon Harris, I put in here. 
What say you, Peach? Interesting. When I, well, first of all, noticing that when it came to forwards, you're like, ah, we're piling them all in the same car. And then when it came to guards, you're like, I better sort these out. <laughs> yeah. So I could see, I, but I, I see why you did it because it's right. sexier to do it this way. And that's <laughs> the way you roll. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> baby. Um, yeah. So if we're, if we're going to start on shooting guard there, um, it felt weird for me to see this as our shooting guard options, but based Both? on what I'm seeing, yeah, I'm going to go, I got to go Suggs and then Harris and Harris, I think <laughs> Gary and then Kevon for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, not Jawan Howard. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Something Howard. Jet Howard. Yeah. Jet Howard. Yeah. I know he's going to play All and right. hopefully he is good and better than we thought or can expect. He seems to have no conscience for throwing up shots, so that's cool. Um, we'll probably need that down the road, and I could see him definitely taking over some of these minutes. But if I'm going out to play a game, I just love the defense that Gary Harris provides. He's also mm-hmm. capable of hit, doing things offensively. I love the grit of Kivon. I've always yes. loved it off the bench. He's he's that guy that's playing like, if I don't play well tonight, I'm going to be down in the G League tomorrow. Like right. He's got that. And it, and it's not like it's not true. There's some yeah. some truth behind that. But he plays so hard and he goes so hard, and I love that. Whereas you know I haven't seen maybe Jet will be able to do that same thing. But is a guy whose dad was in the NBA going to be as hungry as a guy who literally needs to eat and needs his paycheck to eat? Like I don't know. So for me, that's the way I would go. But I'm kind of going on based on what I've seen so far, and I haven't seen a huge sample size of Jet Howard. We're going to be boring. We're going to go the same way on this, Peach. I'm exactly the same as you. Jalen Suggs, wow. Gary Harris, Kevon Harris, Jet Howard. Um, you know, a lot. Will, I, I think I've been preaching quite loudly about Jalen Suggs should be starting. And I think that he he, he needs to get that time. Um, Fawzon had a post about Jalen Suggs once again playing alongside the starters. This was during training camp. And we all saw, well, Peach didn't, but all the true Magic fans saw, and I'm just kidding, I'm just fucking with you, Peach. Uh, <laughs> anyone who was watching the first preseason game saw that Jalen Suggs was a starter. So what we saw maybe in training camp, him playing with the starters, is now coming to fruition in the first uh, preseason game. I imagine mm-hmm. that Coach Mosley will mess around with the, the rotations a little bit. But I think he, I think he sees something here. I like what Jalen Suggs brings. You know, I, Gary Harris is your tried and true. You, you know what you're gonna get from him. You're gonna get some really good three point shooting from him and some solid defense. But Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs brings another level of defense um, to the to the floor and more playmaking. Like Jalen Suggs, as much as he's had some difficulties his first couple of years with the turnovers, with being uh, his feet moving a little too fast for his mind. That has really remedied itself. He's settling into a role. He knows what's expected of him, but he still has that extra gear as a playmaker in there, and he's now kind of channeling it in a more productive way. So Jalen Suggs is very easily becoming the starting shooting guard for me. Gary Harris would be my backup. And then on the bench, I think he summed it up beautifully. Defense plays its way onto the floor. Kevon Harris does that. Jet Howard was a little up and down at times. The shot, you know, the shot looked pretty good, but he missed some badly. You know, definitely looked like a rookie out there in his first stint. Um, 
I'm not convinced yet. I need to see a little bit more from I saw him in summer league and you're right. He does he's not shy of shooting, but I I, I don't know. Will, will he come around with the efficiency? Will he come around with the defense? Time will tell. Anything on that before yeah, we go I just to wanted yards? I just want to defend my uh, Yes. I just want to defend myself quickly on the preseason thing. I don't watch the preseason of any sport of any of my teams unless I have to. I've watched it for this show yes. over the course of the two years we've been doing it. I've seen more preseason Magic games already in these two years than any other preseason, any other way. Well, I was offered free tickets to preseason games for the Stars. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> like, like, I'm just not interested in it. You see yeah. a weird mix of guys. The games right. don't really matter. It doesn't look like everyone's trying. It's sort of like it's like practice for an eventual game. These games don't count. I'm sorry. I just can't, I can't put it on the same level as a regular season game. It needs to count. Well, you know, I've always respected your sporting balance piece. You know, you don't live and die by one franchise necessarily. You've got a plethora and, and you, you eat the menu, you eat the buffet as, as you go. Mm. You know, you yep. you don't, you don't, you don't judge. You, you take what you got. Yeah, sometimes you go up and you just grab scallops and then you come right. back and you're in the mood, right? But a lot right. of times you've got a little bit of everything on there. Mm -hmm. And that's good because if they don't have scallops one day and you had your heart set on it, you can move. You got other things right. going on. like you know. Right. Because the chef just brought out the brisket. So you got to, that's the season has started for the brisket. So you got to get in there. My God, I had some brisket mac and cheese today served oh. to me in a baked potato. Oh. And it was free. It was the, one of the best meals I've ever had. <laughs> okay all right do you think we're freaking crazy i mean we i know we're crazy jet howard's gonna play over kevon harris yeah I, sure he for sure is yes. for sure is but that doesn't change our hearts all right ladies and gentlemen what's in your hearts let us know in the comments because i'm gonna clip this up okay <laughs> last last category last category point guard we've got three this is a true starter backup in bench speech mm -hmm. markel fultz cole anthony anthony black what say you now you've picked the most challenging one for the end in yes. theory because oh. there's no way that a team drafts a guy at six overall and doesn't play him. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, he's the bench because I love Cole as our backup and Fultz is our starting point guard. Um, it's not that this list couldn't change. AB could definitely play his way all the way to the starter, but he's going to have to earn that. And yeah. that's okay. I like guys that are hungry and want to move up. And if they're good enough, they will. And if they don't, then they'll just be out of the league in four or five years. So let, I'm, I'm ready to see that take place. That's a good little in-team competition to keep things moving and keep things interesting. And, you know, we don't want to have a monopoly in that position because then the other guys, we don't care who plays. But at point guard, we've got some some things we want to see. So that that's probably the thing i'll be most interested to see is how many minutes ab's getting where with who mm -hmm. he's got to be in the backup team i would imagine but how soon could he play his way into the starting ro roster does he does he uh unseat cole as the number one point guard off the bench i mean it's possible right i mean i'm not betting yeah. against cole anthony but <laughs> but yeah. hey it's possible I I get I'm I'm putting it just like you did Fultz Cole and Anthony Black just like it is on the screen right now. Uh, I've I'm I'm gonna put Fult, uh, Markel Fultz aside. I've just put money on him to win Most Improved Player of the Year. I think he's got that potential in him. Um, I think he can. You know, there's a lot of guys that are gonna score on this team, so it'll be tough for him to get to like 20 points. 
I don't know if I see that, but I'm definitely expecting like 15 and eight from him on a regular, regular basis. And I don't think that is hyperbole at all. I've done a lot. I've done a lot of pontificating, a lot of propagandizing. I don't know if that's a word for Jalen Suggs, but I need to put that aside and I need to show some love to Cole Anthony because he went off in the preseason game last night. He came in and was the steadying force and brought the magic back when we were down uh, a little bit in that preseason game. I've talked a lot about Jalen Suggs last 30 games. Peach, Cole's last 30 games last year, he shot 41.3% from three on three and a half attempts. Um, he has increased his efficiency from two and from three and from the line every single year that he's come into the league. Mm -hmm. He just keeps getting better. So who the hell am I to bet against this guy? All right. He is going, he's going to force the issue with coach Mosley. He's no one is taking this spot from me. Riddle me this. I think, I think what the, is most likely to happen since I think that's what we're supposed to be doing on this show, right? Well, <laughs> a little. Yeah. I, I think there's a possibility where you see Cole as the shooting guard off the bench. Right. And AB becomes the point guard right. on, that, on that second squad, if you will. That, yes. I think, seems to be the most probable long-term. Maybe not in the first few weeks, but eventually. I feel like they'd rather give him minutes than Gary Harris or Kevon. And if Jet Howard hasn't shown that he deserves them, I think if Cole's shooting that well, Hell just call yeah. him a shooting guard then, right? No. Like, let him do it. I, I'm with that. I think he he definitely brings some creative chops on the ball. But that brings me to this A-B slide that we didn't get to earlier, Peach, because this was a post from uh, Lewis at Hoops Talk, and he was replying to Welp God uh, post that said, y'all give Aaron Addison Gordon eight years to get good but you won't give AB one preseason game. Anthony Black will only be 21 when the 25-26 season starts. He's going to be a great player, allow him time to grow. And Lewis right. replied to that. He quoted it and said, hustle and IQ were apparent. Not sure what anyone could be stressing, to be honest. And then I replied, my stress, okay, because – I agree with you. This is my stress. And I'm a fan. I'm allowed to stress and overreact. And this is what I'm doing. I saw Cole Anthony running that second unit. He was in command of that second unit. He was on ball a lot. And when he was on ball, I, I like that. I'm cool with that. The only problem is AB is hanging out in the corner at the three-point line. And the young man cannot shoot. All right? He doesn't want to shoot. I saw him pass up multiple open looks during summer league, like wide open and then dribbles into the crowded paint. He does not want anything of three-point shooting right now, which become, it does become a problem. Like, I'm not going to wax over it. Yes, he's extremely young. Yes, he will get better. But this team is ready to do some winning right now. And I don't know how Coach Mosley is going to massage that second unit to, as you said, have Anthony Black on the ball because that's where he's effective because he is not effective standing at the three-point line in the corner. The guy, the, his defender was sagging off him all the way to the paint almost. All right, And then you have another guy in the paint clogging things up. So something's got to give um, with, with how those guys are playing together, but it's just preseason game one. But that is my overreaction. Yeah. That something needs to change. 
I mean, I love that. Well, God used the full government to uh, throw some shade <laughs> at Aaron Gordon, man. That makes me feel good inside. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the point is there. Don't get lost in that. He, him only being 21 by the time the 25, 26 25, season yeah, comes that's up. crazy. Oh, man. Like, think about how much growth you had in that span of time, right? Yeah. You know, from going to a young man to become – from a boy to a man at that yeah. point, right? Like, they're – they're looking at this as a talent like that can be developed. Right. So I don't think anyone really expected him to be in the starting lineup on opening day. I think that's what you think when you get a number six pick. Usually yes. this one is different. And those, those expectations need to be measured that like, this could take a little while for this to develop, but that's okay because we have a young team. We're not mm -hmm. trying to compete for a championship this year, realistically. So like, Let's see how this plays out. If he has the amount of talent that it seems like he does, the rest of that stuff can come up. But you're right. He is definitely not going to be an off-ball guy. I think he needs the ball in his hands. And it, they'll have to find a way or start to change his game a little bit. But he's yeah. so new to this whole roster and game and team, it could take a, a few weeks before he finds where that where that spot is for him. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I think it's a good problem to have. Definitely a good problem to have. I'm not sure if it was on purpose on uh, Welt God's part, but that 25-26 would be the first year of Franz's extension come, kicking in, and then the next year would be Paulo Bancaro's. So, you know, the the thing that's in the background of this whole Anthony Black conversation for me is what happens with the other guards. Because it, is Anthony Black just kind of the replacement waiting in the wings when Markel is getting more and more expensive and such? Because I don't want to see that. I love Markel Fultz too much, but... There is a, well, realistically, a lot of as a business, that is a fantastic move. Right, right, yeah. Because you've got a you've got a, a a team full of people who have proven they cannot stay healthy. Yeah. So having people that you really think, all right, well, they may be too young, but they're talented. Let's throw them in there. Hey, right. I'll take it because yeah. I'd rather have that than Tim Frazier and other guys that I had never heard of coming off our bench just to fill minutes. Right? We don't we don't want the Ken Birch situations again or those teams <laughs> where we were. Well, don't Cam you don't solid. you besmirch bespir <laughs> Ken Birch? Oh, that's tough to say. <laughs> it is. I'm not going to try to repeat it, but <laughs> yeah, the, there, I mean, we put some teams on the court before that were terrible. So it's oh good that God. like we feel like we like most of our roster. So if one yeah. guy leaves, you know, next man up, let's go. Let's see how it goes. So from a business standpoint, it's a great move to have another option as a ball handler because when we didn't have faults and then when Cole would go down, we didn't have ball handlers. That's why we had point fronds, which yes. we really don't want again. So it's nice right. to know we have another guy that can tote the rock. So we are flush with guards. It's certainly a nice luxury to have. What did you think about this exercise? Where are you seeing the pieces fitting together? What's your depth chart looking like, ladies and gentlemen, let us know in the comments. Have As we ever agreed more on a segment? I we did well, you know, we had a little bit. We had a little bit there for the pod, but yeah, we agreed on the last few. It, right, it went flush. It went flush as expected. Um, all right. Before we um jaunt into our large ending, another shout out here. This might be our last shout out for a while. Uh for our all-stars and second cousins on the Patreon, Magic Player History, Bolby the Don, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Rafael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor Yachty, and Bernie Pichet. Welcome to the NHL season. It's going to be electric. 
no. Why? That is my shout out. Okay. For some reason, the NHL was doing this thing the other day during opening day where they had the mics reft, and before they dropped the puck, they would say something. <laughs> it was a super corny and super weird, and that is exactly what they said before the Golden Knights and uh, Seattle uh, Kraken game. Wow. The ref said that, and he said, it's, it's going to be electric. electric. And then he dropped the puck, <laughs> and it was like, what? What is this? What's happening? What is this production? <laughs> damn, dang. NHL is trying to turn their refs also into commentators. They're just – they're. They're hurting on the budget. No, this guy had a script, bro. He was yeah. not. Someone told him to say that. Okay. <laughs> you could tell it was prefab. Um, all right. So, Peach, it's about that time. The end of the show as drawn near, but it's not quite over. Peach, can you please hit that button, sir? Get that music started. Yeah. All right. So, there was this really hilarious interaction that was caught on one of the Orlando Magic social media where Coach Mosley is just going goo goo gaga orgasmic over Anthony Black's hair. He's like, man, dang, man, that's some good hair. Woof, woof, that's some good hair. Woof, mm, that is some good, ah, that's some good hair. You could tell Coach Mosley has been a while without his hair. And he was really into this hair. He was giving Anthony Black all types of pointers about where's, ways that he should wear it. Um, so my question, what do you get orgasmic about that's not an orgasm, Peach? Uh, you totally went a different way here because I was really, really understanding Coach Mosley. When you're a bald guy, you just think about, here's what I'd do if I had hair. So he was ready. Uh, uh, man, that is a good question. It's probably... Brisket mashed pot- or baked potatoes? Well, I didn't know that until today, but that's in the conversation. It's top, it's top five. I mean, it's at least, it's at least worthy of you know, a semi. <laughs> I love. Yeah, food. I, I think I might go if I'm gonna go away from food because I feel like that's a hot button, easy one for people. Yes. I think for me, it's probably, uh, it's probably cards. Yeah. It's probably like finding a good card. Like if, oh, I'm, if I'm looking through the like dollar box or something and uh-huh. I find something that I know is like over 10 or it's like something for my PC that I really want, I get juiced by that. Bro. Like, when we, you, and you were standing next to me yeah. while we did this sometimes in Orlando. We're like, we're just going through stuff. And it's like, and, and to bring him back in a positive note, oh, Kim Burchado. Sick, bro. <laughs> I think I found that one when you weren't with me and I was so excited to come back and show you. I paid $2 for it. <laughs> I was just so excited that I found this card. So, yeah, I think it's probably that because that's a dumb thing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you that. It's not. Uh, fun fact here. The day I came to town, mm-hmm. uh, the Dallas Stars advanced to the Western Conference Finals. Yes. Yesterday, my dad came to town, and the Texas Rangers advanced to the ALCS. Wow. I don't know how many more family members I have, but do you think if you came down here, you could yeah. actually get your Cowboys to make an NFC title game again? Or are you Ugh. afraid it would just propel the Mavericks to the Western Conference Finals? Oh, Hashtag I... P-shaped up. <laughs> Man, the P-shaped I'll have to come down when the Magic are playing there or something so we can make the bump work for us. Um, I don't know. The Cowboys are in a little bit of disarray right now. Vander Esch just went down. Diggs is already out. Uh, we got our quarterback throwing picks again. I, I don't know. Well, I want to make it down there. We'll see. I wouldn't mind if the Mavericks were in the finals. They're my kind of Western Conference team because slightly biased, one of my favorite YouTubers is a Mavs fan. So Okay, I guess I kind of yeah. forgot about that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm with that. 
Um, all right, so I don't love this one. Your dad is in town, Peach. You alluded to it earlier. You're going to do some touristy shit. What is on the docket? What is on the docket? Well, we've got the, the Stars home openers tomorrow night against the St. Louis Blues. So that's, okay. uh, that's a big one. Uh, we're going to hit the Texas State Fair, which Ooh. I've been told is one of the biggest, obviously, state fairs there is. I've heard about it before. I've definitely heard it discussed. So we're going to hit that because that's going on. Hell yeah. Um, there's a few other things we're kicking around. That There's a lot of those places like we used to like to go to where you can go to an arcade. Except down yes. here, they're all you pay a flat rate. And then um, all the games are free. So we're cool. going to hit some of those. Um, those are nice. the big ones. We might hit a museum or something downtown. I've kind of hit them up with some things. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it plays. But yeah. it's definitely going to be some some Instagram content coming up of, of actually getting into some, some Dallas stuff. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's not a vacation for Uncle Bernie unless he goes to a World War II museum. <laughs> so, so I don't know if it's a vacation when, when you're not at work. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If you're retired, I think it's just sort of is life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I've got here. I've got here down violent snoring. I know you've seen mm. it for a while. I see he's yes. starting to stumble this way. Uh, this man right here is a violent snorer. I'll try to get some audio. Um, I'm actually worried about it because it'll be just dead silent, and then it sounds like a man choking on his own tongue or being choked in his yeah. sleep and i have to be like oh like i like an, I'm, I'm maybe i'm weird if someone's snoring and they've got a nice I, i'm down with it like Good, yeah a nice consistent like breathing snore is cool like i know they're in a deep sleep it's nice but when it's like changing pitch and tone and disappears for like 10 seconds and then comes back with a roar like that's that's scary odd. that's weird yeah. but I, i'm glad that he normally has a cpap and i think he just didn't have it going so that it has been studied, but do you, do you have you known any of these violent snorers? Do you snore? Is Nadra a snorer? Is this an, is this part of your life? Um, I, I I'm not a snorer, based on what I've been told. Nadra is not really a snorer, but anytime she wakes up and I'm awake next to her, her first question is, "Was I snoring?" It's as if it's like the cardinal <laughs> sin for me to witness her <laughs> snoring. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, yeah. she doesn't have any more problems if. Uh, ripping some ass which is that's where our relationship is now you know that's what yeah, just tell look people who snore we know you're not doing it on purpose yeah. it's not against you we're no. just pointing out a fact and sometimes they're like they're all worried about it but it's like you know i know it's not yeah i'm just saying I'm yeah just, it's fine just pointing it out yeah um all right so peach your father he stopped by he went from vermont and he drove to Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Uncle Bernie does not take planes. Not a plane man. Nope. All right. So he stopped in Connecticut and grabbed a few last belongings and boxes and things for you, Peach. So was there an item that you had forgotten about? What item maybe were you most excited to see turn up or uh, happiest to turn up in your last, uh, you know, set of riffraff that was still hanging out here? Well, we haven't brought it all up yet. Someone's oh, still he doesn't even know. I did, no yeah. I did notice when I opened it up that, like, all of my stuff for decorating my apartment was in one of them. And that's why I had such a hard time decorating for a long time. I actually had to buy a new Vermont flag because that's always one of the first things I put up. 
Um, so I know all that stuff's in there, but I'm actually going to cheat a little bit and use my last thing that I have on here, which I was so excited to see the return of my toaster. I <laughs> waited to buy. I wasn't I was like, I'm not going to buy another toaster. I have a toaster. And that's kind of when I remembered when I moved here that like, oh, shoot, I left stuff in Kyle's basement. So for me, it's the toaster. Okay. For some reason, when you cook bread twice, because it was cooked once to become bread, it is better. And I don't know if you feel the same way. I, know I want your, I'm just moving right into your question. Yeah. Where do you land on toast and toasting bread and their sandwiches, pan or not? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm toasting all types of bread. I'm toasting... I'm toasting hot dog buns. I'm toasting burger buns. I'm toasting. Toaster, yeah. I'm getting toast. toast in the morning with my eggs on top of the toast. Mm-hmm. I'll even do an auto- avocado toast if I'm feeling like a hipster that day and I want to wear skinny jeans, you know. So I'm I'm toasting everything. I'm getting toasted, you know what I mean, for my my H my uh, 420 lovers out there from time to time. Although I've been cutting back, you sh- you'd be proud of me. I've been putting my eggs on bread like a simp. Uh, now I can toast it. So we're back. <laughs> all right well this show is toasted we're all done here Hmm. episode 54 is in the books gonna be 5-5 next time with more preseason basketball under our belts peace it was good to see you tell uncle bernie i love him because i know he can't hear me right now and i will see you soon sir peace out second cousins we'll do it love you thanks for coming everybody